Father, we thank you. We exalt your name. The entrance of your word gives light and understanding. We pray that you will speak to us this morning. We pray that from this service our lives will be transformed. We pray that we will not leave here the same way we've come. And we pray that we'll be doers of your word and not just hearers. For in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Can I have more volume on this, please? Luke chapter 14 from verse 28 to 30. Luke 14, 28 to 30. I'm talking about what I've titled the cost. The cost. It says, For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. This man began to build and was not able to finish. Every vision has a price. Every vision has a what? Has a price. Has a price. I want to talk to us using the story of a, of a man called Nehemiah this morning. Nehemiah was the king's cupbearer. So his job was that when the king is served, you know, when they bring the food to the king's table, his job is to serve wine to the king. That's his job. Full-time, good pay with benefits. His own job is just to do what? Serve wine to the king. He doesn't even make the wine. That's the only thing he does in the palace. You know, I was thinking when I was reading this, and I began to remember some very interesting um, occupations that some people do, you know. I came across a, um, a veterinary acupuncturist. You know, you know acupun acupuncture for human being. They have people that do that for, for animals. No, I'm serious. Have, have you heard? You, you never know. Yeah, veterinary acupuncturist. They have people that you know the animal lies down and they, they put the needles and stuff. You know. I think one of the most amazing ones to me, I don't know if we, they still have them, but you know, the, the elevator people, you know, the elevator man, you know, you all get on the elevator. What floor? Third floor. It presses three for you. You ride together. And when you're done, you get out. And the next people, they come in. What floor? Seventh floor. It presses seven. It goes up. It comes down. Full time job. You know, full-time job. Different kind of um, jobs. You know, I came across, that, you know, there's some people, their own job is just to name, you know, the things that ladies use, um, polish, nail polish. Yeah, that's someone's job, you know. Yeah, they have them like that. That's, that's the job. Just to come up with the names. You don't know how the names, do you know where the names come from? You don't even know. Yeah, that's someone's job to do that. So this guy's job is just to do what? To serve Serve the king wine. 
So at some point, he got a news from Jerusalem, the city where he grew up, that the walls have been destroyed. The walls have been broken down. And for some reason, this news just broke his heart. The news just, it pretty much just destroyed him. Like, why, why would someone do this? How would someone do this kind of, you know, do this kind of thing? And one thing is that we all here, we all want a bright future. Whether you know it or not, whether you know what it is, what it looks like or not, everyone here wants a bright future. You want it for yourself, you want it for your family, you want it for your children, you want to leave a legacy. Some of you are sitting here, you have solid business ideas. There are things you've thought of. There are systems you've, you've thought of in your head. There, there, there are processes that you really believe you can improve upon. But for that to happen, it will cost you something. It will cost you what? Something. If you look at the story of Nehemiah, the first thing it will cost you is passion. You have to be what? Passionate about it. When you're passionate about something, it means that you have a strong feeling or desire for that thing. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4 says that, So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept, that's Nehemiah, and mourned for, for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Whatever it is that you want to be, whatever it is that you want to, 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 to um, invent, whatever, it requires passion. Whenever you face oppositions, whenever you face a challenge, passion is what will keep you going. Passion is the flow that keeps you going. It keeps your vision going. If you're not passionate about it, you will keep saying, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. No, I don't think this is the course God has called me to do. No, if it was, I wouldn't have gotten an F. No, you didn't study. That's what happened. Don't drag God into your irresponsibility. No. Passion keeps you what? Keeps you going. You, you are not at rest until you find a solution. So the guy, Nehemiah was like, you know what? I can't, I, I can't do this. <laughs> Those days, you don't just talk to the king anyhow. You don't even appear like anything is wrong with you. But the king noticed. And he was scared to talk because he knows that talking might even lead to his death. But passion, <laughs> passion is so strong. Especially if God has put that purpose in your heart. He told the king that this is what is happening in my city. I want to go there to rebuild that wall. Have you met people who are passionate about certain things and whenever you talk to them, 
somehow they bring that thing in the conversation. They are always what? Always talking about it. Somehow. You might be talking about something entirely different. Before you know it, you're talking about what they're passionate about. I have a, I have a four-year-old son, and his, his purpose now in life is to be a superhero. That is what he believes God has called him to do. You know, that's, that's, his, that's his everything. He sees superhero in everything. Superman, Batman, Catman, Dogman, everything he sees. So whenever we're talking, you know, oh, oh, oh daddy, you know, da, 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 da. oh, this is, this is Batman's whatever. This is um, Superman, oh, super, he does all those, I'm like, what's that? Like, well, um, Batman did that. Also. That's what passion does. Passion makes you, you keep talking about it when you're passionate about it. Not just talk about it, you keep thinking about it. Your thoughts are saturated by your vision. That's what you keep looking for. That's what you keep, that, that's what's in your head. A, 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 a couple of um, months ago, my wife and I were talking, and she said, oh, have I noticed that 80% of our conversation is about church, ministry, you know, some emerge, some, some stuff like that. I was like, oh. I was like, I will say the opposite. I will say 20% of our conversation is about church. She said, no. She said, I'm the one listening to you. You know, every time you talk, you always have to talk about church. You always have to talk about this. You always have to talk about something that has to do with church. But that's because I'm passionate about it. That's it. Hardly would any one of you here talk to me, especially phew, the leaders. Even if I call you to just say hi or hello, you know. Before we end the call, so Sunday, are we are we good with this? Uh, or you know, somehow, somehow, I will talk about even if I don't intend to. That's what passion does. That's what passion does. What do you think about? What do you think about? When you're passionate about something, you just don't talk about it. You just don't think about it. You, you are out there looking out for it. You know, you're looking out for it. If there's any workshop that has to do with whatever it is that you are, I don't know, whatever it is that you, that you want to do, you register, you go for it. If there's a conference about that, you register, you go for it, you see it, you see people around, you know, you try to meet people. That's what passion does. And that's exactly the first thing that Nehemiah had. <laughs> now, here's something about passion that I want us to know. Passion does not permit irrational decisions. It doesn't what? It does not permit irrational decisions. Have <laughs> you believe God has called you to end hunger, right, in Baltimore City? That's the purpose that God has given you, to abolish 
hunger. It's great. It's very good. You don't leave your job. Huh? When you don't have the resources, the money, to buy the food, to feed the people. When you do that, you join them. Mm. I've seen people make very irrational decisions all in the name of chasing my purpose. If that's the case, Jesus will have gone to the cross the same day he came to earth. You need money to buy food to feed the people. So you stay at your job. You work. You work. You're saving. You're connecting with people. You keep the passion going. Passion doesn't mean I leave my job. That's, I don't want to say that word. That's irrational. That's a safer one to say. Don't make irrational decisions. Don't do that. Oh, you, you know, um, you just discovered at the age of 30 that God has called you to become a doctor, a surgeon, you know. At the age of 30, that's, in, that's when you now just discovered Great, great, I mean, fantastic. Great. Meanwhile, before you discovered, you studied um, Latin or um, fine arts. You studied fine arts. You never took any science course at all, at all, none. So now you register in a community college, first of all, to take anatomy, physiology, all those class, you know, chemistry and all those kind of things. You take all those ones. It takes you probably about two years. You know, it might take you three years because you, you never did anything scientific, you know, so some classes might not really work out for you like that. You're 33. You do your MCAT once. Once by miraculously, you pass it once. Miraculously, you pass it once. Then you get into medical school for four years, right? All the medicine people here, right? For four years. Then you finish at what? 37. Uh-huh. You want to be a surgeon. Then you now do another four years of residency. Huh? You are what now? 41. Uh-huh. Life begins at 40. But you are 41 now, right? Uh-huh. You're 41. And from what I know about surgeons, you have to do like a fellowship or something. Of another what, two, three years? Let's just say two. You're very smart. You're brilliant. Let's just say two years. Huh? By the time you finish your what? 43. Uh-huh. Amen. 43. How many more years do you have to do surgery on people? 43. Meanwhile, you're, you're, you're dating someone. You were about to get married at the age of 30. And they just kept on waiting for you. I kept on waiting for you. You want them to wait till 43. You will marry yourself. It doesn't work that way. Don't make what? Irrational decisions. The second thing that Nehemiah did was Nehemiah had a plan. 
He had a plan. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 13 says, when he had gotten to Jerusalem, what he did was, it says that, and I went out by night through the valley gate to the serpent well and the refuse gate and veiled the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down and its gates which were burned with fire. He had a plan. How do you want to go about this? What direction do you want to take? Where should you be? What he did was, he did a good research. I know I've gotten this news. I know this thing is a problem. But every problem has a root cause. So he went out by night through the valley gates and the serpent well and the refuse gate and he veiled the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down. He did a good inspection. Why did these things break down? Did someone break them down? Was, was, was something wrong with the foundation? You know, what, what, what exactly happened? Who built it the first time? He researched. He had a plan. A plan. You need to have a plan for whatever vision it is that God has given you. I see a lot of people walking around without plans. And I'm like, for goodness sake, you're wasting life. You're wasting life. You talk to some people and like, okay, so what's the plan? You know, yeah, you want to be this. So, so, so what's the plan? And what you're hearing isn't making any, like, you don't have a, I don't know. What's, I don't know. What's, I don't know. What's that? What's that? He had a plan. One of the shows I love to watch a lot is Shark Tank. You know, Shark Tank. I still watched it this past week. And some people come in there and, you know, there's some questions they will ask you if you've been watching it for a while. You know, they'll ask you things like, okay, so this money, you're asking for $250,000. What are you going to do with it? Um, well, I mean, we, you know, I mean, well, we're just going to buy some, just going to buy some stocks and, you know, yeah, just, you know, um, yeah, as, I guess, you know, as time goes, see, that, that's why we need you. That's why you need me. That's why you need me. What's the plan? Oh, how did you come up with this valuation? Um, um, I mean, we, we just figured it's a good product. And, you know, it should, it, should, it should be worth $10 million. And you want my money? People walk in without plans. And they leave getting nothing. If you're going to pitch a very solid idea to someone, you need to have a plan for someone to invest in it. What a plan does is that it shows the movement of your vision from conception to reality, from the beginning to the end. That's what a plan does. This is where I am. This is where I'm going. This is how I plan to get there. You don't need to have it right, but you need to have something. You need to have something. Back to, back to medical school um, thing, you know. You want to be a doctor. And... Um, You know, um, you start as a freshman in college. During your summer period, don't, don't, don't go and get a job at Burger King. 
or at, I met a guy one time, senior year, he's trying to get into medical school. Summer period, he was working at Best Buy. Why are you going to work at Best Buy? Why are you working at Best Buy? You would apply to these schools. They would tell you to write essays. They would ask for certain things. They would ask for certain experiences. What are you going to put down that would show that you're passionate about what you're going for? You have to plan. You have to plan. Plan your life. What do you want your resume to look like? Oh, I didn't get a job. How will you get a job? When you, you want to be a doctor, you're working at Burger King during the summer. Not even because you have financial issues. Even if you do and you're trying to make some money, you can still volunteer your time at a doctor's office or something. Have a what? A plan. I used to think people didn't know about planning until I began to see, you know, weddings, you know. Hardly will you find anyone do a wedding without a wedding planner, right? You pay thousands of money to someone just for one day, huh? To put your wedding together. Why? Because you want it to be successful. Right? Very good job. I like it. The planner is not the caterer. The planner isn't doing the makeup for you. The planner isn't bringing the flowers or doing the decor. The job of the planner is to make sure everyone shows up when they are meant to show up to do what they've been asked to do. Am I right? So the wedding can be what? Successful. The planner does not even, cannot even guarantee you that your wedding will last one day. But we pay thousands of money to such person. And when it comes to paying just a couple of hundred dollars to a financial advisor, who would help you keep your finances straight and secure your future? We've run away from doing such things. And then you say, oh, I'm broke. You're not broke. You've just failed to plan. You want to marry this girl. Hmm? Have you sat down to plan your life? Where are we going to live? What do you plan to do? In the next five years, oh, this stuff you're doing, is this marketable where we are? How many keys do we want to have? He wants five, he wants one. That's a very large disparity. That's, uh, how do we come to the middle? <laughs> Plan your what? Your life. And the third thing that Nehemiah had, he had people. He had people. Nehemiah chapter 2 from verse 17 to 18 says, then I said to them, you see the distress that we are in. This is after he had viewed and inspected the wall. How Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. That is what he was trying to fix. 
that we may no longer what? Be a reproach. And I told them of the hand of my God, which had been, which had been good upon me, and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. So they said, let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to this good work. There's nothing that you want to build that would not involve people or require people. Nothing. Nothing. There's no vision that you have where you would not need people. The world revolves around people. You will need family. You will need friends. You will need relatives. You will need those on your team. You would need what? People. So don't burn bridges. You know, if you used to do that, stop doing it. Man, I don't need you, man. Shoo. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Now, you, now, now, you, you want to get a new job. Huh? You want to get a new job? They're asking you for a reference from your former job. Meanwhile, when you left the former job, you left everybody, F you, F you, F you, F you, I'm out of here. You left everybody and left the place. Now you can't get the new job. Because you can't go back to your former boss to get a reference. Ha ha ha. Even in church. In ch you're on a team in church. You are the troublemaker on your team. You're, this, this stress you alone is given the pastor. It's a lot. Just you. Now you want the pastor to write a reference for you. You will need people on your journey in life. Don't treat people anyhow. Even if they've been bad to you, don't do it. Don't talk to people anyhow. Don't look down or talk down on people. You never know who God would send as your destiny helper. Have mentors. This year, 2019, who have you spoken to? Who, who, who's like a mentor in your life that you've spoken to to say, this is what I plan to do. This is what I'm thinking of in 2019. You know, one thing about we millennials is that this is one thing that is really bad about us. We, we think we know everything. We are so full of ourselves. You know, we think the, the, the previous generation, they are so slow. Like, don't you get it? Oh my God, don't you get it? What? I mean, well, that's how we, we, we think we know it all. We think we know it all. But you know, the truth of the matter is this. Even with the advent of technology, technology is not the substitute for wisdom. Those who have gone ahead of us, there are some things that they've learned. There are some troubles that they've gone through. There are some suffering that they've gone through that we don't have to go through. Stand on the shoulders of those who have gone ahead of you. You would need people. When Nehemiah was living, he told the king that one of the ways you can help me is to give me a letter to give to the kings of the different places, the governors of the different places that will pass through. That's like, like give me, can I, can I get a visa from you? 
so I don't have to get there and I'll start going through different kind of things. And the king said, don't worry, I'll give it to you. And that gave him speed. At our age, we should be able to do, we should be starting from where our parents are ending. That's where we should start from. Some of you are here. You know, as you're here, some of you earn more than your parents. At your age, your parents didn't even smell quarter of what you're earning right now. Isn't that a blessing? That's what it means for a generation to be better than the last. So why don't we just leverage that and use that to be better? Humble yourself. No one knows it all. Humble what? Yourself. Calm down. There are people who have gone ahead of you. Nehemiah said, come. Let us do what? Let us build. The reason why they answered him was because he was passionate. The reason why they answered him was because he had a plan. He had shown the people that this is the plan. As a matter of fact, when he was leaving, the king asked him, that when are you coming back? And if you read the last chapter, chapter 13, in there you will see when we were told that Nehemiah went back to the king. And as he got back to the king, he got another news again that he had to go. And the king said, you know what? You were faithful the first time. I'm sure you'll be faithful again. You can go. Let there be a timeline to your plan. Don't have an open-ended plan. It will happen at some point. At some point. There's nothing like at some point. As I round up this morning, Demi was talking about, you know, Emerge and all that and how we started and it's been an amazing journey so far. We have about, we have a little bit over 60 volunteers that ensures that this place is put together every Sunday. I can't do it by myself. I don't know how to work this camera. I don't know how to work the sound. There are so many things I can't do by myself. Well, the light tripped while I was preaching. I'm not sure if everyone noticed, but they did. And the guys went there to go do what they have to do. Would I have left the microphone and said, I'll be right back, well, let's just quickly go and turn on this light. No, you need people. Don't be an island. Oh, I'm an introvert. Don't, remove the intro and extrovert yourself. <laughs> you need what? People. Luke chapter 14, verse 28 to 30 again says, For which of you, this is Jesus talking, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. No child of God is meant to be a laughing stock. That's why Jesus said, Sit down and plan. Planning is important to Christ. Then it should be important to you and I. Amen. Shall we rise this morning?